All right, peace be with you. Peace be with you. It's good to be with you guys this morning. Thank you for being with us. If you are a guest, if this is your first time, welcome. We are so glad that you are here at Veritas this morning for our uh, quarterly family worship Sunday where we bring kids in and, um, and just celebrate what God is doing uh, in our family ministry, in the lives of our children, in the lives of our families, and where we uh, focus the service a little more toward uh, the kids um, in an effort to show them that we love them, uh, that they are special to us, and that they are important to us, and that we want them to join God's family uh, and not just be a, a part of the families represented in, in Veritas, but to be a part of God's family that He is forming through His Son and by His Spirit throughout the globe. And uh, so uh, we are going to be looking for the third week in a row at the Lord's Prayer, at the Lord's Prayer, and um, that is in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Now kids, um, as we are, whoopsie, as we are uh, going through the sermon, I have a few books here. I might ask you some questions, um, and if you uh, give me answers, uh, you might find yourself in possession of one of these books by the end of the morning. And so we have everything a child should know about God. This is going to teach you about uh, the nature and character of God, what God is like. Uh, there's a book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. This is going to teach you about prayer. And there's a wonderful book called Zoe's Hiding Place. And it's about uh, finding our refuge in God when we're feeling anxious and afraid. And these are really, really great books. And I love reading these books to my kids. And so I'm sure that you parents will love to read these books to your kids and that your kids will enjoy them as well. Uh, let's read God's Word. Let's dig into God's Word. Before we do that, let me just say one more thing. Uh, you received, when you walked in this morning, a uh, bulletin. Inside of that bulletin was a Connect card. That's a good way for us to get to know a little bit about you, know how we can get in contact with you, know how we can be praying for you, uh, and get you connected with what God is doing here in our church family. So if you're a guest with us, first time, or been here for a few weeks, and, and you're looking to get more involved in Veritas and find out more about Veritas, please take a moment, fill that out, and uh, either turn that into one of the leaders that you see, that you've seen up here, or are going to see up here throughout the morning, or in one of the, the wooden boxes out um, and the welcome tables uh, out in the hallway. Um, all right, let's dig into Matthew 6, 9 through 13. This is God's word, so we're going to listen to God's word with reverence and joy. If you'd like to stand with me for the reading of God's holy and precious word. Jesus, teaching his disciples to pray, says this. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your grace. We give you thanks for your goodness toward us. We give you thanks for sending your son to die for us and to rise for us so that you might lavish on us your love and, and kindness for all of eternity. Lord, would you comfort us with that truth this morning? 
Would you assure us of that truth this morning? We pray that you would penetrate hearts with the truth of that good news this morning as we look at the Lord's Prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. All right, can we get the picture up here? Boys and girls, do any of you know who that is? It's not Pastor JJ. No? Who is who is this? Anyone know? Raise your hand. Anyone? Anyone? Lydia, who is it? George. That's right. George Mueller is his name. George Mueller. That's very good. Come find me afterward and you can have a book. George Mueller. All right, so uh, George Mueller was a, he was a pastor in England around 200 years ago, okay? And uh, he wasn't just a pastor, he did a lot of things. He started schools, um, he uh, distributed Bibles and Christian books, uh, he raised support for missionaries, people who go uh, all over the world to tell people about Jesus, and probably what he was best known for is he started and ran an orphanage. It's a, a home for boys and girls that don't have a mom or dad. And uh, do you know something really interesting about George Mueller? In doing all of these things, in distributing books and Bibles and starting schools and and starting and pastoring a church and running an orphanage, George actually never asked anyone for help or money. Uh, Or to be more precise, he never asked anyone for help or or money except for God. Um, If he ever needed food or money or clothes or or anything uh, to, to help with any of the things he was doing, and he didn't have what he needed, he simply prayed and asked God to provide. And he found again and again that God provided uh, for him and for the work that God had called, called him to do in some really, really neat ways. So one morning at the orphanage, one of the ladies who helped at the orphanage uh, and take care of the, the children uh, came to George and told him, uh, Mr. George, Mr. Mueller, uh, the kids, they're all dressed, they're all ready for school, but we don't have any food to eat at all. And there were about 300 kids, and they didn't have any food at all to give the foods. So George said, okay, uh, uh, gather all of the children in the dining room, all 300 of them, and let's take a moment and pray together. So they gathered around, and George just simply prayed. He said, dear Father, we thank you for what you're about to provide for us. And just a few minutes later, there was a knock at the door. And George went and answered the door, and it was the baker. And he said, Mr. Mueller, I couldn't sleep last night. Uh, Somehow I just felt like you didn't have any bread, and uh, the Lord wanted me to make you some. So I got up at 2 a.m., and I've been baking all night, and I've brought this fresh bread for you to eat. So George thanked him. And the baker left, and, and after a while, there was a second knock at the door. And this time, George went to answer the door, and it was the milkman. His milk cart had broken down right in front of the orphanage. And it would take so long to repair the milk cart that the milk would probably go bad before uh, he was done repairing it. So he decided that he wanted to give the children his fresh cans of milk so he could empty his wagon and repair it. And you know, boys and girls, that's just one story uh, about George Mueller. There were all sorts of amazing stories about George and prayer and the orphanage just like that. And the reason is that George discovered something really important 
about prayer. George discovered something really important about prayer, and it's that prayer is a gift from God to us so that we can join God in what he's doing and ask him for what we need. Okay, so prayer, that's part of the purpose of prayer, is that we, can, we get to join God in what he's doing and ask him for what we need. And that's what George did. God uh, had called George to be a part of some really special things that he was doing in the world, and God was making sure that his people heard about Jesus. God was making sure that uh, people got Bibles to learn about Jesus. God was providing care and education and, 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 and uh, whatnot for, for young children with no moms or dads. God was growing and caring for his church, and George saw prayer as an essential way that he could join God in what he was doing in that wonderful work. But not only that, George also saw that prayer was a way that he could ask God for what he needed. Uh, that morning, they needed bread and they needed milk, didn't they? And so George simply asked for food and the Lord provided it. But you know something else, boys and girls? George learned something else really, really important about prayer. George also learned that prayer is not just a way for us to join God in what he's doing. Prayer is not just a way for us to ask God for what we need. Prayer is also just simply about being with God and enjoying God. It's about being with God and enjoying God. George once said this. He once said that the first and great business that he sought every single day was to have his soul happy in the Lord. He wanted to be happy in the Lord. He wanted his soul to be happy in the Lord. That means that before anything else, George saw prayer as a way that he got to be with and enjoy God. And that's why Jesus teaches us to pray the Lord's Prayer. And that's what the, Lord, the Lord's Prayer teaches us about prayer. It teaches us that prayer is all about us being with God, joining God in what he's doing, and asking God for what we need. It's all about being with God, joining with God, and receiving from God. So first, prayer is all about being with God. Uh, when Jesus teaches us how to pray, he says that we should pray like this. He says, our Father in heaven. That's how it starts. Now, boys and girls, why do you think uh, we call God our Father in heaven? Why does Jesus add the part there about God being in heaven? Well, uh, we say that part to remember that God is really big and strong and powerful. Uh, does anyone know what kind of chair a king or a, qu a queen sits in? Does anyone know? Raise your hand. That's exactly right. Come find me for a book afterward. All right. Um, so that's right, a throne. Uh, a king or a queen, they sit on a throne. Well, the Bible says that heaven is like God's throne. It's the place from which he rules over everything and everyone. And so Jesus tells us to call God our Father in heaven to remind us that God is really big and strong and powerful. He's the mightiest king of all. In fact, the Bible says that he is the king of all kings. He is the greatest, most powerful. He's better than all the other kings. But you know what? We're not just supposed to call God king. Jesus tells us that we're supposed to call God our Father. So Jesus wants us to come to God then, just like you come to your Papa to spend time with him. Jesus wants us to come to God in prayer like that. How many of you guys like talking and spending time with your dad? How many of you just simply uh, like to sit in your dad's lap and cuddle with him? How many of you like when your dad gets down on the floor and plays with toys with you? How many of you like when your dad wrestles with you and plays pillow fights with you? That's a lot of fun, isn't it? 
How many of you just like simply being with your dad? Of course you enjoy doing that. Well, prayer is supposed to be kind of like that. But here's the thing, here's the thing boys and girls. We don't have that kind of relationship with God naturally. We're not born as children of God. Instead, we're born into this world as God's enemies. Uh, even if your parents trust in Jesus and are God's children, uh, when you were born, you came into this world as people who reject and disobey God. That's called sin. That's called sin. And our sin is not something that we can get rid of on our own. Uh, and we can't do a lot of good things to try to make up for our sin. You know, going to church, praying, doing nice things for your brothers and sisters and friends, and, 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 and all sorts of things like that. Those are good things to do, but they don't actually make you God's child. You know what makes you God's child? Jesus. Jesus makes you God's child. Jesus is God's eternal son, and while we ran away from God and made ourselves God's enemies, Jesus ran to us to make us God's children. Uh, and he did this by dying on the cross for us. Jesus is God's son, but he died on the cross as a sinner so that we who are sinners could be God's sons and daughters. And if you want to be God's child, run to Jesus, throw yourself on Jesus, trust in Jesus, and he will make you God's beloved child. And then you can pray as God's child. And prayer will be all about simply being with God and enjoying God, just like you enjoy being with your papa. But prayer is not just about being with God. It's also about joining with God. And when we trust in Jesus, we become God's children. And because of that, God wants to involve us in, with what he's doing in the world. So boys and girls, has, has anyone ever asked you what you want to be when you grow up? You've probably heard that, that, that question before. And you might have answered all sorts of things. I want to be a baseball player or a firefighter or an astronaut or a teacher or a pastor, which is a pretty good vocation. And you know what, though? is In Jesus' day and all over the world, really, today, there are all sorts of parts of the world today that, that people don't ask kids that question at all. Because in Jesus' time and in many parts of the world today, you don't pick what you're going to do when you grow up. You just do whatever your mom and dad does. And so if your dad was a baker, you would grow up to be a baker. Uh, if your dad is a firefighter, you grow up to be a firefighter. If your dad is a carpenter, you grow up to be a carpenter. And you know what? That's actually what Jesus did. Uh, does anyone know what Jesus's earthly father, what he did for a living? Anyone? Anyone? I already called on you. What's up? Tell me. Anyone? What did Jesus' dad do? Gloria? Oh, John? Is it John? Yeah. Oh, okay. Carpenter. Yes, that's right. Gloria, come get a book afterward. All right. Yeah, Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus' dad was a carpenter. Uh, and so Jesus' dad was someone who worked with wood to build houses and furniture. And uh, so you know what Jesus did when he grew up? He worked with wood, building houses and, and furniture. Uh, that was the family business. Well, guess what? Since God is our father, he wants to include us in the family business. He wants to include us with, in what he's doing in the world. And part of the way that we join God in what he's doing in the world is prayer. That's why Jesus, is, Jesus teaches us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. You see, a long, long time ago, in the beginning, sin entered into the earth through our first parents and made a mess of God's good world. But God had a plan to make everything right again. And so God wants our hearts and our lives and this entire world to be made right again. And that's why we pray that God's name would be hallowed. Uh, That means that we want God's name to be treated as special and important. That's why we pray for his kingdom to come and for his will to be done. Uh, when we pray for those things, what we're saying is, God, we want you to make everything right again. So, so make it so that your name, at your name, everyone sings and shouts and worships. Make it so that no one rebels against you or disobeys you, but sees you as the rightful king. Basically, make the earth as it is in heaven. And eventually God will answer that prayer completely because Jesus is going to come back and make everything in this world right again. But even here in the the here and now, Jesus wants the church to be a place and a people where we experience a small picture of how wonderful everything will be when Jesus comes back. That's why George Mueller, that's why he pastored his church and helped missionaries and and the orphanage. And and that's why we tell people about Jesus and help people who are in need of food or money or shelter because God is in the process of saving his people and making all things right again. That's what God is doing. That's the family business. And so we're told to join God in what he's doing by praying for it to be done. God means to involve us in what he's doing in the earth. And prayer is the way that he means to involve us. Prayer is one way that he means to involve us in that work. God is bringing glory to his name by bringing his kingdom and bringing his will. And he wants us to be involved. So he's planned to do those things as an answer to the prayers of his children throughout history. But not only is prayer a way that God's children can join him in what he's doing, prayer is also a way that we ask God for what we need. And so Jesus also tells us to pray, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So who here gets hungry for food and needs food sometimes? Anyone? Yeah, absolutely. And who here sins and needs forgiveness and deliverance? That's right, every single one of us, every single one of us. Our first need then that we're told to pray for is our daily bread, Jesus says. He's saying that we should ask God to provide the food that we need every day. So boys and girls, God cares about his children very much uh, and, and about us having the food that we need to survive. Um, And so Jesus tells us to pray for our daily bread. Um, But if you notice, not only that, he tells us to pray for our daily bread, not not my daily bread. He tells us to pray for our daily bread. Because God cares for his children, having the food that they need, uh, whenever we see others without food, they need the food that they need, we should be a part of God providing it for them. Uh, if you're at school and during snack time or, or lunchtime, you see a friend who doesn't have any food to eat, you should share some of your food with them. Um, or if you're playing with your friends in the neighborhood and one of them says, I'm hungry, maybe you should invite them over for dinner. Ask your parents first, but maybe you should invite them over for dinner. 
Uh, Whenever you see someone who is hungry and in need of food, you should be a part of God's providing it for them because God cares that his people have the food that they need. But not only are we to pray for our physical needs, we're told to pray for our spiritual needs as well. We're told to ask God for forgiveness of sin and help to run away from sin. So how many of us in this room have sinned and disobeyed? We already talked about this. All of us. We've all sinned and disobeyed. Bible says, the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are sinners, but God is gracious and he invites us to come to him and to ask for the forgiveness that we need. But we not only need forgiveness for sin, We also need God to deliver us from sin, Jesus says. We need him to keep us from falling into sin again and again and again and again. And so we're told to pray to God and ask for help to run away from sin. And here's the good news, boys and girls. We're told to pray for these things, but God also promises to provide all of this for us in Jesus. When we trust in Jesus, God becomes our father. And because he's our father, he wants to provide the food that we need. Just like you come to your mom and your dad when you're hungry and need food, God says that we should come to him and ask for the food that we need every single day. And moreover, he will provide it. And he tells us to come to him for forgiveness. And guess what, boys and girls? Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, whenever we come to God and ask for forgiveness, he forgives us. But God not only provided Jesus for his children's forgiveness, he also has given his children the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of them so that they can have power to run away from sin and the devil. God has provided everything we need because he is our good and gracious Father, so the Lord's prayer is your invitation. It's an invitation to trust in Jesus and become God's child. And once you become God's child, prayer is all about just being with and enjoying God, just being with him because he's our good father. We love to be with our father. He's so good to us. We love to enjoy being with him. But not only do we get to enjoy being with him in prayer, we also get to join him in what he's doing. We get to to join in the family business and be a part of God bringing the hallowing of his name and bringing his kingdom and bringing his will to the earth as it is in heaven. But we not only join God in what he's doing, we also come to him and we ask him to provide our needs. And he says that he will provide for our every need in Christ Jesus. And so that's what we come to God in prayer for, to be with him, to join with him, and to receive from him. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks that you have given us the gift of prayer. and We give you thanks that you've given us the gift of your son so that you are our father, so that we get to be with you, for all of eternity, but even now as we come to you in prayer, we get to be with you. We give you thanks that you've included us in what you're doing in the earth. We give you thanks that you provide for our every need and that you've given us the gift of being able to come to you and ask for our needs. Would you help us to be a people who constantly desire to be with you and who spend time every day being with you? Would you help us to be a people who join you in what you're doing in the earth? Would you be a people who continually come to you and ask for what we need, trusting that we will receive it in and through your son. It's in his name that we pray now. Amen.